Welcome to Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. A Buddha is someone who's awake within the matrix and co-creating with divinity as a soul having a human experience. Each enlightened episode is dedicated to help you level up the energy field of your Merkaba. You can manifest the parallel reality that fits the best version of you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes and does not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Now, let's welcome your host, author Von Galt and her guest. Aloha and welcome to another podcast episode of Merkaba Chakras. I'm your host, Vaughn Galt, and today we are here in beautiful Kauai, Hawaii at the 2023 Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique Reunion, and I am here with co-founder and author, Miss Julia Cannon. So with that, Miss Julia Cannon, welcome to Merkava Chakras. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, thank you for accepting the invitation. I have always wanted to do this interview. So we have a series of questions, and we do have a promo video um, created for this specific reunion and some of the activities that was done. So you guys will look forward to what one of those looks like and if this is something that you may want to learn as well. So before we go into any of the other questions, Julia, the National Astronomical Observatory of Japan recorded a blue spiral about two weeks earlier than the reunion over Hawaii. Also at the night of the welcoming luau at the reunion, all, many of the planets align right over the luau. So there seems to be some kind of astronomical thing going on. Uh, some people say that the blue spiral was the, the launch of a rocket uh, from SpaceX. Others say that if that was the case, what about all the other blue spirals in history that, they, that they've seen? Are those all SpaceX rockets? Nobody really knows for sure. There's all these speculations. But is there a link? Is there some kind of reason why you chose Kauai for the reunion? Um, yes, I don't know what these, you know, I heard about these as well, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is this? Is this, the coincidences are really exciting. The reason that we chose Kauai is we knew we wanted to do it in this area, and anytime Hawaii comes up for me, that it's always Kauai. That is my favorite island. This is the mother island. This is the garden. It's just so gorgeous and I love the energies here. So to me there is no choice but this island when it comes to doing anything in this area. So that was the reason for that. We had many, many things happen. Like you were saying, the planetary alignment, all these things. I mean, they were going to happen anyway, but it's interesting that they happened while we were here. That probably had something to do with when we were planning why we chose the dates that we did, maybe, why we chose the location, why we, you know, many things go into decisions that all of us make, and later we might find out about it. It's exciting. 
Yeah, you know, in, in Buddhism, because uh, it's a Buddhism podcast, and we love to look at different ways to see consciousness, metaphysics, energy healing, all the favorite topics that we talk about on this show, with all the different guests that I have the pleasure to interview. The thing is, I'm here on location as a practitioner myself, um, and I'm looking around, and I am seeing not only myself, but other people on the beach going, did you see that white beam straight, shoot straight out of the ground into the sky? And a couple people have been noticing that, so it's not just me. I've taken pictures of uh, clouds when I was going along the Nepali coast, and it looked like a, like a Hawaiian goddess laying down and opening her mouth or sticking her tongue out. I got a cloud picture of a dragon, it literally, it looked like a dragon's head. So there's some very interesting things. And we know in metaphysics, there are no accidents. So maybe it's just an auspicious time that, that we are here at this time and we just notice the, the synchronicities and the energies was perfect. Um, but I was just kind of curious about that link. Now, before we dig into the rest of what was covered, can you tell us, how you even got into QHHT? <laughs> How I got into it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was pushed in. Like many, I heard so many people talking about how they came into QHHT on their journey. And they were pushed in as well. I was universally pushed. Um, I was kind of comfortably in my nursing career. And I kept getting messages that I needed to go to a healing center. And this happened over a couple of years, I was getting these messages. Finally, uh, the last message was, you need to go to Arkansas, do a healing center. Uh, and that's where my mother started being involved. It's like, go help your mother. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. What is this all about? I don't understand. So I was hearing it, but I didn't listen. I didn't heed the call. And so I was pushed by the universe, kicking and screaming. I went, I won't, you know. That's how it happens sometimes when we don't listen. I always say, if you don't listen, you're going to go, and it might not be pretty if you let the universe do it to you. So it wasn't pretty. I was kicking and screaming, screaming but I helped my mother. We, we did this um, a few years in. I was kicking and screaming for a few years, I tell you. <laughs> well, you, you, it's hard to make that transition from mm -hmm. a comfortable, yes. full-time nursing profession. You went to college for it. You, you, you have no problem with your career. Yeah to completely going to this energy healing hypnosis practitioner route and not everyone wants to take up their their parents business <laughs> well at that time i didn't see that that that's what was happening that happened later as i was i could tell when i was starting to be groomed for it by the universe again the universe is doing this um but you're right that was my identity nursing was my identity and when all when i was pushed over here then it's like well who am i what am i doing here I don't understand. And that's why when I say kicking and screaming, it was that. I didn't understand what was going on. Now, later, oh yeah, I totally get it. And now I'm, oh, I get it, I get it, I get it. You know, So it's okay. If this is happening to you, it's okay. Allow it. Just know that there's really cool stuff ahead. It may be uncomfortable right now, and you don't really understand what or why, but there's a reason. And this is something that you plan. It's not being done to you. It's happening for you according to your plan. Yeah, that's really beautiful, Julia. Um, I will say I uh, I took level one online, level two online. I took a training for three with Jovi Wan and with Tracy, wonderful trainers. Is an excellent 
a training ground for this modality of energy healing consciousness. But for all my clients, I mostly get doctors and nurses who want to get into energy healing naturopathic um, businesses and they just don't know how to make a transition from that stable hospital ER uh, career into opening up their own facility and incorporating naturopathic because they know that the path that they're going is not the path of the future. The path of the future is very organic naturopathic wellness prevention. And that's what they want to get into. And so oftentimes they'll come in to a QHHT session to get insights and a, a kind of a game plan from source of how do I make this transition that's the least painful for my family financially as we make this transition and grow my business. And that's what I get often. So your pathway from the standard nursing career into being a facilitator and a trainer of this modality um, falls right in line with Source's vision of future medicine. Absolutely. We've been told that, like you said repeatedly, that this is the future. Now, when it was happening to me, I wasn't seeing it that way. I didn't understand. Now, it's interesting mm -hmm. that your clients are already seeing this is the way of the future I want to go this way. So they're ahead of the curve mm -hmm. just by doing that. In my situation, I could hear that. It's like, go over here, go over here. And I'm like, but I don't know how how I handle finances. You know, like you're saying, that's a big concern. I don't know how I do this lifestyle. And I will tell you, I mean, because my thing was, how do I support this lifestyle on this? I don't understand. It doesn't compute. I created this with where I'm at. I don't understand this. And that's where the universe is like, this will show you how you do it. Your lifestyle will very likely change. Okay, but then it gets, you'll be supported 100% along the way. I promise, I felt like I was going to die at some point. I'm just putting it out there. But that's, that's part of the shifting because we're so attached. I was attached to my lifestyle. But then, as it kept going, I realized I didn't need all that stuff. And that's where it changed. And then, it all comes in behind. I promise you, the universe supports and it provides will be taken care of. Yeah, that's so good to hear, Julia, because I, I know for the Merkaba Chakras audience, they listen to a lot of different episodes, and I've interviewed so many different doctors of chiropractic, of ER doctors, like Dr. Sheely and Dr. Martinez, Dr. Group, um, and they all come from these metaphysical upbringings uh, where they've had their angels, their guides, their alien stars, family if you want to call that, communicate with them, teach them, um, get the basic training in medicine and in their in their modality, the basic uh, earthly education, and then they take them to a whole nother level to create technology and resources uh, that is light years away from where we are now because it's coming in very quickly. So um, your story, Julia, falls right in line with all the other uh, medical doctors uh, that have run big hospitals and clinics that I've interviewed as well. Well, what I heard at the time when it was shifting was that when we were coming in, we knew this path, you know, on this other level, we knew this path. So, because like I knew I wanted to be a nurse from like the age of three. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was that was that. But what I was told, then that's what part of my shakeup was, is like, you're not going to be a nurse anymore. I'm like, wah, wah, that's my life. And so, but what I was told was, when you came in, there weren't many options for people that knew they were going on the healing path. Mm -hmm. Doctors, nurses, that's pretty much it. But now, 
we have all of these other things available. So now we can see where this is going and what it's all about. So that's where you had to start somewhere. And I, I do agree, it's mm -hmm. like you're getting that basis and then now we're able to go into what we were really here for. Yeah, I love, I love that and it's a beautiful journey. Now, um, speaking of the journey, your mother, Dolores Cannon, God bless her, I love watching all her interviews. I even went over some of the older stuff as well, just as a refresher. She talked a lot about parallel realities and, and healing old traumas to raise your frequency to the reality or the multiverse that fits you best. So um, can you talk about that a little bit about how is it that we work on traumas and healing and that raises our frequency to a whole nother multiverse, which is what your mother spoke about often. The, the healing, I mean, that's, we, we can just call it our junk, <laughs> just our, our baggage. It holds us down, it holds the frequency down. When we're in this heavy, heavy energy, it holds us down. So by enlightening, by understanding what's going on, it's really not, and, and that heals. Sometimes we think, oh, I just gotta fix it, that's healing. No, it's about understanding what it is, embracing it, uh, what it's there to teach us. Everything is teaching us something. What are you learning from it? When you understand or you get the learning that you are that you want to have from it, because we each create our situations to learn from. Nobody's doing this to us. We are creating situations to learn from. Now, when we understand what we're learning, now we can go on to something else because that's done. We it, it's enlightened, it's embraced, we move on. So that's where that raises a frequency because it's not holding us down anymore. We'll create something else to learn from. Now it depends on how you want to do it. Is it going to hold you down? Is it going to burden you? Or are you going to go, see we get faster. This is what I'm saying is we get a little faster each time. It's like, ah, oh, here's a new situation. Okay, what am I learning from it? Oh, okay, great. Ah, okay, yay, thank you. <laughs> see that, and that, see how that was just different and lighter rather than going, oh my gosh. Why do these things keep happening to me? I don't understand. You know, see, and you might be, be in that. Please do not be hard on yourself for going through that. That's that human part of us that just is figuring these things out. But when you, you get faster and faster, then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I do this to myself all the time, too. It's like, oh, yeah, it's about the learning. What am I learning? And as soon as I ask that question, it shifts. Everything shifts. Yeah, I really like that. And, you know, the thing also, like, the, the common quote in Buddhism and Hinduism is that, I mean, the Dalai Lama said this, a little bit of pain is all you really need to know the lesson of suffering. You don't need to learn the lesson of, the lessons through pain and suffering all the time. Just a little bit is all you really need to know that polarity. Um, however, it seems that many people are in that chronic, manifestation mode of learning the lessons through pain and suffering. So if you learn that lesson, then you can create all your next best experiences that are higher and greater, and you can learn the same lesson in much more fun and fulfilling ways. The same exact lesson. It doesn't always have to be through pain and suffering. So think about that. Um, Julia, the one thing I always wondered is, what is it like to carry on Dolores' legacy, your mother? Well, first, First and foremost, it's an honor. Um, it's, you know, there again, I'm, I'm shifting. I'm still in the process. It's not fully, um, how do I even, we have to, I'm going to stumble here for a minute. Um, 
foremost it's a it's a huge honor um, like I said I didn't understand at first what was going on and now I mean yeah now I'm fully into it um, I had my part that I was playing I was doing alongside of her and then when she passed now I was shifting in and I'm still shifting I mean it's not it's not it's not completely set we think these things happen like that they don't they don't I'm still moving in and understanding and figuring out how I work with this, uh, carry on her legacy and be me at the same time. This is for somebody out there. I don't know who, but this is important. Um, this this happens, and it's not, please don't lose your identity. That was a big thing at first with me was I didn't know who I was again. And this is my honor to carry this on and see what's happening to every single person that comes in and, and then what they do and, and the, the light that they are sharing out in the world. That's what's uppermost important above anything. My mother and I, I know we had an agreement. We made a contract that's so obvious. We made an agreement to come in together to work on this. We had many other things we we're working on, but at that time it was this. And then now this is still our agreement to carry this on. She's still working with me. We, she is not gone by any means. In fact, she's bigger than she ever was. And we are doing this together. It's just we changed the structure a little bit. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. Now, I have to ask this as well because it seems like a generational carrying on the torch. What if your daughter, Tiffany, chooses not to carry on the QHHT legacy yeah. for you? Well, that's her choice. Well, you know... The universe, it's there for her if she wants, um, but it's completely her choice. Right now, I see her where I was at her age. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I feel like I can see it, but just like I didn't know what was happening until it was already done. It was, and none of us knew. None of us knew, you know, so it's like, it's her choice. And, and if she doesn't want to do it, I'm sure someone else that will be as equally capable and, and wonderful absolutely wonderful. The right person is always there. So we'll just see how it goes. That's wonderful. And that's a huge weight to, <clears throat> to inherit such a big legacy <laughs> and to not know what to do with it. So that, that is, I think that's a relief for, for Tiffany oh, yeah. and any grandchildren as well. <laughs> you know, this topic of aliens, starseeds, Toku, it's, it's coming back up and your mother Dolores um, really brought this back up into popularity. And I love it. Buddhists love it because these are ancient topics that we've known for thousands of years. And they were really small topics, but now it's, there's an abundance of these ancient souls reincarnating at this time. Uh, so I wanted to clarify a couple of things to get your perspective on it. Now, aliens, quote, quote, are not our gods. Even aliens take clues. Yeah? Hi, please. Correct that word. Yeah, well, yeah. Extraterrestrials. Extra, ETs, yes, extraterrestrials. Yes, uh -huh. And why extraterrestrials? Because they are not aliens. They are our brothers. They are our family. They are just in a different dimension. Okay. And they, they have said, we are you and you are us. Why do you keep calling us alien? So it's like they're kind of, you know, anyway. 
No, that's really, that's really good. That's really good to understand because that will help in the transition. At some point, uh, humanity is going to be intergalactic, um, uh, interstellar. And it's coming in very soon. This is what this transition is all about, is that transition. Now, when humanity met other races of humanity, the blacks met the whites, the whites met the Asians, etc., etc., um, language really guides that transition and guides that acceptance and that, uh, that, that peace in terms of working together, living in a peaceful uh, existence together, etc. So reframing of language, reframing of perceptions is extremely important because that's how we uh, catalog and um, internalize how we see reality. So that is completely correct that instead of saying aliens, we just say extraterrestrial. And eventually it's all going to be just people. Absolutely. Just people Greetings. of different <laughs> races, skin colors, um, origins, etc. So, um, so extraterrestrials are not our gods, and even extraterrestrials take cues from source. So can you clarify how extraterrestrials, parallel realities, and new Earth is connected? Can you paint us a big picture? Woo! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big picture. Um, well, we, on this planet, this is something we chose to do. We're all shifting into this uh, other dimension, the planet is shifting. This is something that has been, you know, it's part of Mother Earth. This is her transition. She's making this. And we, as inhabitants on Mother Earth, have made an agreement with her to go into the dimension with her, to have this experience together. Isn't that cool? We made this agreement. So that's happening. Now, the extraterrestrials, you know, many of us here are, we, we, we are doing this back and forth shifting um, with our star lives, you know, on, on other planets, on ships, other dimensions. And so we're in and out of here because we want to have this experience. So some of us want to have it physically in this plane, and others want to watch it from another place. So that's where there are so many um, observers. Many, many extraterrestrials are observing just to watch this happen because it's not, it's like, it's been, I guess we're told, it's been in agreement for a very long time. It doesn't happen just every day, so that's where they all play. It's, it's a known thing, but it's a greatly, it's like Mom always said, it's the greatest show on Earth, you know? It's just, this is what's happening and everybody's observing it. Yeah. We're definitely getting front row tickets to the greatest show on Earth, and there's a lot of uh, turns and loops and unexpected uh, side shows as well. So it, just like any great show, it's unpredictable. You know, in Buddhism, you must be in the frequency of the reality that you desire in order to experience it directly. Now, transitioning into a new interstellar Earth reality may, for some people, take one lifetime or many lifetimes to complete. That's still unknown. Now, during this transition, many people making this shift into a higher multiverse will experience what they call personal Mandela effect or changes in their parallel reality. So what advice do you have for people who are experiencing this and how to navigate it peacefully about losing it all? Well, and that, that's a really good question. Um, to me, I feel like, you know, when it was first come, it was really being brought to life, the Mandela effect. 
And that's immediately what it felt like to me. We're just shifting. We're always shifting dimensions. But now it's there's enough of a difference that we notice it. So I feel like the ones that are really noticing it are the ones, it's like you need to be awake. It's, it's, that was a way, a wonderful way to shake your foundation to get you to start going, what the heck is going on? You mean it's not this? This is not the black and white world that I thought we were all living in? It's like, you mean there's something else? Oh my gosh, so see, it's a way of, we have a lot of things that we let happen to get us to wake up. We, we created this method. Let's keep going back to that. We did this. And we're like, okay, we want to be awake by this point. Okay, if I'm not awake yet, then something needs to happen. So that's what that is. And it's, we're always shifting dimensions, those different realities. There's, they're just very subtle differences in them. They're layered on layers on each other. And so we're just moving among them. Usually there's not much of a difference, and we won't notice it, but there's just enough. And now we're being able to consciously be aware of it to make us go, what the heck is going on? Mission accomplished. That's all you had to do. I would say to be comfortable, just just know that. It was to get your attention. Okay, it's got your attention. Now, follow, start following. You're, you're going to start getting other things happening. Just notice coincidences. Notice things. If that's all it was, it was just to get you to start asking what the heck is going on. Yeah, you know, when it comes to personal Mandela effects or reality shifts or whatever we want to call them, um, in terms of how our consciousness navigates the multiverse, the, the one thing most people have concerns about is what happens to my family and friends who didn't go to this higher version of reality and they don't exist in this higher version of reality? Or what happens if they do exist in this higher version of reality but they're not quite the same as the version they were before. What happened to that version? Do you want to give people some peaceful insight on the multiplicity of ourselves yeah. in these different realities? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to get your mind really <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and when you were saying that, it's really interesting because you're like, okay, what if that version, but what about your version, the other versions of you, you know, what about them? They're all over the place too. There's a different version of you going through as if nothing ever happened. Mm -hmm. so you have the awakening one and you have the one that's perfectly content being wherever. Well, see, and that's where you have all these different versions of you, all these different versions of your family, all these different versions of everybody around you and you'll probably even change characters that are around you because maybe some of those that just didn't work but the really cool thing about that rather than worrying about who is and who isn't in there is just let's look at who this is the one that you're in this is probably one of the greatest messages mm -hmm. that we like through our QHHT sessions what's the final thing that we always end on is this is the life that's most important this one right here this is the one you're focused on. So it's like to, to try and imagine or, or anticipate or study what all these other versions of you are doing. You chose to be focused on this one. So stay here. This is the one that's important to you right now. So that's the way you need to go. Just don't even worry about the others. They're happy, happily living their existences. <laughs> yep, yep. But they're not even aware that you, you no. transcended to a whole higher level of the multiverse. They're not even aware. They're still getting a version of you there. Yes. And now you're getting a better version of them in a higher reality. So you on, you're on to newer challenges and newer manifestations and experiences. And maybe they'll pop into the newer version of themselves in the higher multiverse as well. And sometimes you'll get that where people all of a sudden will be like, what's going on? Everything's different. And and then you need a little 
a little help acclimating into the new reality as well. So um, it is very interesting when you understand consciousness on a multiversal level. And this is what your mother, Dolores, talked about so many times. And very few people really understood it because we weren't having the personal Mandela effects quite yet. So I just want to clarify personal Mandela effects. Uh, so these reality changes are, for example, pop culture in movies, books, has in the Bible, the lion lays down with the lamb, okay? However, if you go into any Bible, you will see that it's not the lion that lays down with the lamb, it is the wolf that lays down with the lamb. And it never was the lion that lays down with the lamb, so where did you all get that out of the blue? Uh, that's one. Same thing. I have a lion. You don't have a lion? I don't have a lion. Show me your Bible. Show me your Bible. Okay. Uh, because otherwise, you have a Bible from a parallel reality that you brought into this one. So send me a picture of that. I'll put it on the show. Okay. The, the show. She says she has a version that has the lion lays down with the lamb. But you know good well when I go look at it, it's not going to be there. I have a 1583... Uh, oh, cool. Geneva Bible that says the wolf lays down the lamb. I have a 1590 Latin Geneva Bible that says the same thing. So I have yet to see one, and I do remember the lion lays down with the lamb. Yeah, I do too. So um, I remember that. Same thing with the Lord's Prayer. Um, do you know the Lord's Prayer? Oh, not that you've asked me now. <laughs> two seconds before you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Lord's Prayer. Many people remember, I remember this because uh, it was always in plaques, and even my husband's grandmother had one in the kitchen, and it, it said that. But the part where it says, do forgive those that trespass against us. Against, yeah, yeah, forgive those that trespass and those that trespass against us. Well, in this reality, if you look at all your Bibles, it does not say trespass, which is a very unique word. It says debts, forgive the debt, debtors, and those who, and, and those who put debt on us, something like that. So it says debtors instead of trespasses, which is very interesting because the whole point in how we get the signage, no trespassing is from that Bible verse that doesn't exist and never was. So uh, same thing. <laughs> so, anyway, it gets very, very fascinating. Same thing goes, I mean, these lists goes on and on, but same thing goes with um, Ed McMahon delivering the prize checks mm -hmm. with the flowers and the balloons and his whole entourage coming out of the I van and a big check. Happen, but I've seen it happen. I saw it happen. You saw it happen? What yeah. was your story for? Well, I mean, on TV, they were always showing it happen. Yeah, That's yep. Funny. Oh, I, I have stories. My dad yeah. read Reader's yeah. Digest. He was playing on it. He yeah. always thought yeah. Ed McMahon was going to deliver the prize yeah. checks. It was big in the yeah. 80s, but no, Ed McMahon never delivered the price check. So these are just a couple of these personal Mandela effects, but then you have ones in your personal life as well. And so as you do your spiritual work, reality is changing and morphing, and it can be jarring because one of the things that some traditions call it is they call it the rapture, but other traditions call it more just changing into higher and higher versions of the multiverse and that everybody is taking care of with the level of consciousness in the people that they're interacting with. So not too scary when you see it that way. I'd like to expand on the not too scary. None of it is scary. It's only scary when you think, oh, it's changed and I don't want to do it, that I don't, 
we tend to be afraid of things that we don't know or things that are changing. We just don't know where it's going. I promise you, this we chose this. We wanted to be here at this time to experience this, and it's not scary. There is nothing to be afraid of. Just go through it, open-hearted. You will be fine. We're learning. Remember, always about learning. We wanted to be here. So just embrace it. It's wonderful. God, you know, Julia, this was a fun conversation. I could talk to you for hours, but uh, we do have a conference to carry on with. So your newest book, Soul Speak, by Julia Cannon, it's a wonderful book. Um, it, quick little read. I, I read it on the plane here, um, and it, it, it's got great references for different ailments that you have in your body, what it could signify uh, spiritually, what your body's trying to tell you. Um, kind of almost like a... Edgar Casey Encyclopedia of Ailments and Spiritual Reasons. But um, to talking about this book to help people kind of translate what their body is telling them so they can heal and get to that higher frequency, what are your top tips that you offer people in your book to evaluate where their en energy blocks lie in their consciousness and how to begin the healing process into 5D and beyond frequencies? So top tips. Top tips. <laughs> top tips. It's a big book, but maybe top three tips. <laughs> top three. Well, it's really about paying attention. The first thing is to notice that it's not just an illness. It's not just an ache or pain. It's, you know, we tend to just, the first thing we do is, oh, I just got to take something for it. Or I need to go to the doctor and they'll fix it. You know, have surgery, whatever. They'll fix it. It's understanding first. And I, I am not against doctors doing their thing, you know, because sometimes that is necessary. But it's like, at the same time, how about we get the underlying message that it's trying to deliver? When we do that, you will see your healing process exponentially faster, you know, because you're understanding what it's about. It is always there for a reason. It's trying to tell you something. So listening, first of all, and asking, what are you trying to tell me? That's like, that, see, that's acknowledging that it has something, and I'm listening. Now, through the course, I teach you how to pay attention to that part of yourself that has all those beautiful answers. And, and it's always there. It's not any stretch of the ability or imagination to communicate with this part of you. It's just understanding that it is trying to communicate and then allowing it to, and then we go from there. Um, so that's, that's a, we have a process through it. It's really, it's very simple. Um, the understand, it's really just about understanding how the body communicates, it's very literal, and like I said, it's coming from that part of you that has all the answers. So when you do this, it starts coming through regularly, and, and they've told me many times, we're happy. You know, we'll talk to you directly, but you guys just don't listen, so we have to talk to you through something that you'll pay attention to, and that is your body. So that's where these things have meanings. Where the illness, the issue, whatever it is, is telling, is giving you a guide as to what the message is about. So that's where, that's where this was really perfect for me because of my nursing background. I love the body. And see, that's why it makes sense. That's what we're talking about all these people, they do these different things. This is where you're bringing your skills, your understanding from this other training, and now it comes in and, and it moves into this world. It totally made sense. It's when it first started coming through, my mother was getting the information in her sessions. And when she started telling me about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, 
That is logical in the most illogical way I've ever heard. It makes so much sense. And then I started, I treat it like a language, and I'm like, well, if this means this, and this means this, then that would mean this means this. And I mean, you start kind of figuring out your own little code, and that's how I treated it. And sure enough, then I talked to somebody, I'm playing it like a game, I'm like, and they're telling me about their woes and their illnesses, and I'm like, oh, is this going on in your life? They're like, how did you know? Like, You're psychic, right? And I'm like, no, your body's screaming. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's being able to understand and interpret that language. It's, it's, that's really all it is, and once you get it, it's easy. Yeah. I've now created the book into a, an online course. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, so you can we can get even more. We get a lot of personal interchange of how it works. And through that, I'm teaching you as well how to work with other people. So you're working on yourself and how to work with other people. Yeah, that's wonderful. The Soul Speak course, you can get at juliacannon.com and all the information you want there. And the QHHT course, you can get at QHHT official. Let me say it right. QHHTofficial.com. Oh, yeah. I'm also going to put it in the show description for you guys if you want to evaluate that modality. I know everybody who watches Macabre Chakras loves to learn, <laughs> just like as much as I do. Um, so, And I have evaluated the course. The curriculum is wonderful. The, the association and the, and the help is wonderful. So, very good modality to pick up for yourself. Um, you know, the, the thing that's really interesting in the book that you wrote is you're really fulfilling the spirit aspect of the mind-body-spirit connection. Um, a lot of the medical doctors that I interview in terms of the energy healing modalities and technologies that they created for their, for their practice, it tries to cover the spirit because modern medicine covers the mind and the body, but not so much the spirit, and the spirit also needs assistance as well, and that's why it's coming through our body as well. Um, in Buddhism and Hinduism and, and a lot of esoteric traditions, we also evaluate the chakra systems. And you actually have a section about your chakras in your book, Soul Speak, that talks about the different chakras also telling you that you have um, unbalanced energies in certain aspects of your chakras. So if you have issues with your throat, it's also going to show up that you have imbalance in your throat chakra, if you have issues that relate to the heart and issues with love and um, and those kind of traumas in your life that, that keeps on bringing heart issues, it's also going to show up in your chakras. So it, it makes complete sense to also look at your body from a, the, the energetic field and also from the works from the energy into your physical body to tell you what is going on, what you need to address, and how you continue to repeat it in your life to recreate these symptoms. So the book really goes into that in depth, and I really recommend the read. Um, do you have a last message for fifth dimensional people of New Earth? Ooh. You know, one that keeps coming through. And I think... Yeah, I think this will be it. It's, it's about being here. It's very important to be present, to be here. And that's what that means by be here. It means be here. So many times we're here, but we're all in these other places at the same time. Our attention's only half here, and, and we want to keep escaping or whatever. We are here for a reason. We came in here to do certain things. So let's embrace that. It might not be comfortable all the time, but we came here for a reason. 
So be here, be present. And then when you're done, you can leave. You can do whatever it is that you, your soul wants to do next. But it's really, really important right now to really give it your all, be here. I know it's such a simple phrase, but that's, that's that be really is the biggest word of that whole thing, be here. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Well, Miss Julia Cannon, thank you for offering your life work in energy healing and raising consciousness. So for more information about Miss Julia Cannon's books and QHHT courses, please visit juliacannon.com or qhhtofficial.com. And thank you kindly to our listeners for listening to another enlightening conversation. Until next time, mahalo and blessings. Mwah. Connecting with your Lemurian roots sets a beautiful foundation into the new earth because there's a lot of correlation. We're going on a cycle going 360 degrees back to our heart energy, back to a consciousness that is based on compassion, that is based on connection, that is based on cooperation, instead of competition, instead of friction, instead of polarity. So we're coming back together and that is the full circle of this process. Lemuria coming back to the new earth, which is a expanded form of Lemuria here in this life. Hawaii is the base of the ancient Lemurian civilization. So many people came here with a sense of curiosity for the history of the land, the deep history of the land, and what the civilization, how it may have functioned, and how we interact with one another, and this was very much a heart-based civilization. So coming back here in our retreat, our focus was to tapping into the energy of our heart, and expanding our consciousness, and connecting with one another in a really deep and magical way that is not a part of normal mainstream society to create a beautiful little bubble of energy where anyone can just walk in not knowing anyone and leave with very very close relationships and bonds and the expansion of their energy and we set a series of events up so that we could connect in deeper and deeper ways all with one another in this beautiful magical Oh,
episode of Merkaba Chakras, where we talk Buddhism in the fifth dimension. For more information about today's guest, please go to the show description. For more information about Vaughn's metaphysical work, please go to MerkabaChakras.com. The views expressed today are for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host or replace any medical or legal advice. Don't forget to subscribe for more interviews about the fifth dimension. Until we meet again, blessings.